the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I'm Andrea Kay, and thank you for being here for tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We are streaming live right now for the moment at the Answer San Diego Facebook page. You can also listen to us on the stream, theanswersandiego.com, if the Facebook stream goes down. I know you guys like to see the inner workings here of the studio so uh, and, and see us on camera. Some of you ended up at, decided to actually keep the Facebook up so you can see while listening on your other device, uh, listening to us on the stream at theanswersandiego.com. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Coming up soon is somebody who used to be on the show on a regular basis, but she's been all around this country fighting the fraud. She was actually at the Capitol the day of the riots, and she will be here to discuss her story. I'm talking about the one and only Megan Barth, Reagan babe. She will be back, and I can't wait to have her here. We're going to continue the discussion of the debate that's growing and getting even nastier among Republicans of third party versus a revitalized GOP. We've got to talk about that. We're going to get into day one of the of the Biden administration which is um crazy uh, we already we we're at defcon 1 or is it defcon 5 of war games is where we're at already i mean uh, I, i'm i'm struggling to find a good analogy or metaphor for um how bad things already are from day 1 but you know what let's start to show from a place of gratitude because i think it's important for us to always i try to live my life personally this way of trying to be just grateful every day for what we've got always try to find the good and who's happy besides i am that it's 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 daylight after five i have never liked early daylight unless you're at disneyland and thanks to a lovely government uh, now you can only go there for a vaccine yeah so you know the the toughest time of the year for me is when it starts getting dark uh between 4 30 and 5 i love 8 p.m darkness that's yeah great. so can can we all be can we all join that movement in fact didn't we ta- didn't we voters vote we did and we, they're not yeah. doing anything with it go figure right Imagine that. We go to the polls and we vote and we don't get what we want. <laughs> that's never happened. Yeah. Gee, huh? Maybe that's kind of what was going on yesterday and why nobody was there at the installation of Joe Biden. Some wacky stuff came came about that. But you, y'all recognize the voice of who that was. He, he's my right hand man here every night of the week. It's it's the one and only the vegetable of the year. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I have my veto pen drawn and ready and I have only one thing to say go ahead 
I call election fraud on the uh, on the the measure that allowed the time change to be able to just just stop and just keep that late mm-hmm. time uh, darkness yes. because they're doing 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 nothing right and it's making me upset. Uh, well, you know, we got much to be upset about. We got bigger we got bigger things to be upset about <laughs> than uh, the time. Ch- I know I'm teasing you, my friend. Uh, okay, uh, where do we begin on day one? I don't know what makes me more angry. Pick an executive order. Yeah. Well, let's even talk about the fact that we got on local media here before I went live. Trump, you know, uh, Scott Peters saying, look at day one. Look what he did. He's he's at work. He's signing seven. He signed 17 executive orders. I'm old enough to remember that every executive order that Trump signed was immediately met with some kind of lawsuit filed by the Democrats to stop it. In fact... Trump got overturned in courts because he used an executive order to overturn Obama's DACA executive order. Obama could use an executive order to put DACA, the phony so-called dreamer act, to make uh, DACA, even though for even on uh, though I think it was 29 times Obama said on the campaign trail he could not do what he ended up doing with an executive order with DACA. But and that was upheld in the courts. Trump, though, was told he was not allowed to use an executive order to overturn an executive order. Didn't make sense, right? But but I digress. Uh, 17 executive orders. I don't know which of the two. There's two that really struck out at me. I don't know which of the two I think is more of an assault on not just this nation economically, but sp- specific people in general. One is the executive orders that are, have killed 50,000 jobs in total. That would be that would be my my pick. Well, we're talking about getting rid of Keystone Pipeline was somewhere between 11,000 jobs, 8,000 of them union jobs. At a time in which we have had economic destruction that was that was unnecessary and inflicted on the american people through no cause of their own under the excuse of the coronavirus epi- uh, pandemic then on top of that we uh, at the same time he also did an executive order stopping the construction of uh, the border wall so let's get into uh, those for a couple minutes. So you got the Democrats that are like, oh, yay, that that pipeline is gone. And now we have to get our oil shipped uh, across the from from the Middle East, who hates us, from terrorist infested countries um, using gas guzzling tankers who are going to spew all kinds of crap into the oceans. Um, yay, because hashtag science, right? Hashtag climate change. That's what they're doing. And meanwhile, by the way, that that pipeline reportedly also uh, brings in grain and has and and is part of the supply chain that helps uh, move grain. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I wasn't either until today. And and uh, another sideline benefit benefit for the Democrats is um, how pleased Russia and China must be with this that we are now no longer immediately we are no longer energy independent like we were. And oh, by the way, you Democrats whose jobs have been taken away from you either bef- either because because uh, they wanted to, to crush you in order to crush Trump by exploiting the coronavirus. Um, even and, and think about it. Maybe maybe your job wasn't crushed, but maybe it's maybe you're just on the edge of being crushed economically. Wait until you got to pay six dollars a gallon of gas because of this move. And don't think it's not coming. Yeah, because the Democrats are always about pretending they care about the little guy. And that's who they always crush. Small business is the lifeline of our economy, and we cannot have an economy 
that is run on windmills. If they wanted to get rid of the Keystone Pipeline because they actually believe in climate change and actually believe that there are alternative energy solutions that can replace oil and gas right now, then can you not at least get those operable and to do it by means of attrition? No, you just just immediately with the stroke of a big fat pen, and he probably had no idea even what he was signing. He just killed off 50,000 jobs, which is killing off the livelihoods of 50,000 families. That's despicable to me. But then it even gets even worse in terms of despicable. Because you know what kills me? Is, again, the Democrats always hurt who, the, the groups that they pretend to care so much about. And I don't even know if you heard about this one, DJ Potato Skins. But they decided under the guise of inclusivity, under the guise of equal rights, under, under, under the guise of caring so much, they did an executive order yesterday. Because they must be sitting back thinking, who, who else's lives can we, you know, can we wreck here? I mean, you know, we're destroying lives right and left. There's got to be even more places we can go to wreak havoc besides just trying to destroy the energy sector. Because he's also banning fracking, by the way, which he said on the campaign trail that he wasn't going to do. They're sitting around thinking, who else's lives and can Trump we And Trump called him out on it time and time again. Oh, yeah. And he refused to. Who, who, who else can we? Hmm. I, I know. I know what we can do. We can sign an executive order that that forces girls to have to compete with biological males in anything related to sports, including their scholarships. I did read about that. Yay. Because hashtag science. The same time that they are bragging about how we have the, oh, that picture of Michelle Obama pointing Kamala Harris yesterday at the installation of the new regime. I see you, girl. You got you, you the first vice president of a woman, right? What are you talking about? There's no such thing as woman, right? Hashtag science. We now have biological men going to be going into showers and locker rooms on their, uh, you know, competing physically. What kind of physical harm? Would you want your 12-year-old girl to actually be doing no. some kind of, you know, and now we don't, Hard you know, no. most female sports aren't contact sports, but, you know, uh, lacrosse, um, you know, there's 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 soccer, you know, there's... That can get pretty physical. Basketball, involved. yeah, softball. Yeah, this is absolutely despicable. And you call yourself the party of women? You call yourself the party of feminism? When, when you talk about putting a glass ceiling on the lid of girls destroying their hopes and dreams how many girls uh, you know that spend their lives dedicated to a sport and they dedicate their all to it it's how they get that it's how they've built their self-esteem it's how they see their career that their entree in order to be able to get into a top school that's their way to that's the way to, to pay for an education because then maybe they're 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 low income they're coming from a poor family but if they work hard enough and they can get this athletic scholarship and get to go to college but no, this is Joe Biden's America. Day one, his actions are crushing. Crushing the very groups of people that they pretend to care about. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Megan Barth. We got to talk more about uh, hey, uh, riots in the, in the Capitol and third party versus a revitalized Republican Party. We've got to talk about. Uh, the other group that the that the Biden administration has decided to target uh, for um, punishment and persecution, the military. Wait till you hear about a story about what's going on with the National Guard troops that were there in D.C. yesterday, as well as our U.S. military. We've got much to talk about. So come on back. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm seeing uh, up on the monitors here that construction is continuing on the border wall. <laughs> In spite Joe Biden's uh, executive order to stop it. Whoever maybe you, Trump's out there personally. Maybe he is. We need to check the hard hats and see if they got MAGA on them. I am loving whoever you are, you hard hats down there. You just keep shoveling uh, and doing whatever you got to do with your poor in place concrete walls. Um, the, write down this number if you want to call in and talk to me on the show later. Something you want to share, 888-344-1170. If you want to just share a comment with me, you can feel free to email me at andreakshow.com. I just got somebody in response to uh, talking about the Keystone Pipeline executive order. Stockholder, who's a trucker, says leaving you're leaving out quite a few more in terms of uh, people affected losing their jobs. He says the truckers transporting to the pipelines are out of work. The suppliers to the pipeline, he says he thinks is closer to 100,000 people, 100,000 jobs um, being lost with shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. So he could be right. Uh, joining me now, it's been a while because this woman has been so busy. She's been all over everywhere fighting against the election fraud at rallies, helping to support the MAGA movement. And she was at the Capitol when it went down, and I've been wanting uh, to get her on the show for a while to talk about that and more. Of course, I'm talking about my friend Megan Barth, fan favorite of the show. It's Reagan Babe. Welcome back to the show, Miss Megan. Hey, Andrea. So good to talk to you, finally. Sorry for the delay. Well, (laughs) I I, I know you've been busy. Um, So, the, the riots... That, yeah. uh, that in air quotes, please. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, the rise. Um, see, these, these were domestic terrorists. And um, but yet what went down in Portland and Seattle last night, they're just being called vandals. OK. Um, so but but what happened at the Capitol has become exploited, was conveniently used by both parties, the Republicans, to destroy Trump and, and in effect, then destroy 75 million of us having us being now declared domestic terrorists and deserving of punishment in every reform from indoctrination camps to unpersoning us to having us lose our jobs be deplatformed not be able to have a bank account etc you know i is as vile as i see both parties i'm even shocked the extent of which they have used this to enact their tyranny tell us your perspective having been there and then you know what we can do to turn around and stop this narrative that even Mitch McConnell is having forced upon us. Yeah. So um, just so you and your listeners know, um, we had a group that was actually permitted um, to speak at the Capitol that day. It was after Trump had finished his speech. I was in the third row for Trump's speech on the ellipse. And there was about a half a million people there, according to reports I've seen from the Capitol police, et cetera, and the park police. Uh, and so Trump didn't finish speaking till about one fifteen, And then, you know, a whole, you know, hundreds of thousands of us started marching to the Capitol peacefully, you know, chanting, singing, praying, you know, the typical protest, you know, waving signs. But a mile and a half is the distance between the memorial and the Capitol front lawn. It took us over an hour to get there because of the crowds, and that was going down uh, Constitution Avenue. I think we were traveling south. 
Um, our stage was permitted, and we had over a dozen speakers. I was one of them. And it was in the south side of the Capitol, so on the opposite side of where people would actually enter the Capitol grounds from the ellipse. And what I noticed immediately was not only the crowd in front of the Capitol, but once we got to the back of the Capitol, I noticed the lack of police. That was my first mm. first statement to my girlfriend, because there's three huge stairways up the back of the Capitol, mm. and there were only four uniformed police officers at the base of each step. And mm. I thought, well, this is very light security. And then I said, what is going on here? I said, I honestly said, this feels like a setup. And the next thing we know, there were flashbangs going off. Um, we obviously did not take the stage. We never used our permit, even though it was granted, uh, because of the chaos that was ensuing inside that happened before we got to the Capitol. So this is what people need to understand. There's a timeline that was, was constructed at nationalpulse.com and most of the um, the breach of the Capitol started in the front of the Capitol and started two hours before Trump finished speaking. Mm -hmm. So my friend who is an insurgency expert, he's run black ops all over the country. Um, he understands insurgency movements. His name is Michael Waller. He's on Twitter. He also got there to the Capitol early and saw four cells that he determined through his expertise that were causing most of the mayhem and the breach. But then we also have to understand that, number one, the police weren't prepared because they were denied uh, backup by Pelosi and others at the Capitol. Uh, number two, the Capitol was breached before Trump finished speaking. Um, number three, the Capitol Police actually opened the doors and the gates to people with backpacks, flagpoles, and other wow. you know, instruments. So, I'm sorry, but the Vice President of the United States is there, and you're telling me you have no security? I've called on the Capitol for 20 years, Andrea. I've been in the Capitol, and I've been under the Capitol. When I need to go under the Capitol, I have to have special security clearance. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if I'm going to have meetings on the Capitol, I get wanded. I get x-rayed. My bags are searched. It's like your typical like TSA check, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't walk into the Capitol with a backpack on your back and a flagpole in your hand mm -hmm. screaming, stop the steal. That just doesn't happen, okay? And, and it shouldn't happen, but it happened that day. And the, and the question is why? When I looked at my girlfriend and I saw the lack of the police, I said, I feel like we're being set up. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, this was absolutely a setup in order to install install a fraud. Yes. It should be hail to the thief, not hail to the chief. But, but let me interject from there, because when I saw, when I initially saw images, I saw doors, a door opened by a cop, the first yes. images that I saw, and I saw people casually being let in, and I, and I thought that they were going in the entrance and they were going to go through where I've gone in before to where then I put my bag on the, the, um, conveyor, the conveyor right? and I walk and, through it, and, yes. and I have to go through the, and I have to go through the, the metal detector. I thought that that right. was the entrance that they were going in and I thought that they were being led in to, to go through those security measures. And, you know, and I tweeted out, you know what, if this is nonviolent, them walking in, 
um, because I could tell that they weren't there at Pelosi or anybody's request. So it wasn't, you know, they they weren't there by invitation. Um, I said, you know, this is nonviolent. I don't have a problem with them, um, you know, walking in if they're, you know, I, I assume that they were going through security after that point. Um, you know, I guess my point is I, I, I never supported violence, but I didn't have a problem with some of the people walking in. And I and then what ended up happening was I because I didn't I, I'm trying to make a long story short. One of the things that I th- thought even before we saw any of the hardcore, quote, violence, I had I had conservatives coming at me saying, how dare you support anything at all that had anybody walking in, even if it was nonviolent? And I and the overreaction, in other words, from Republicans and conservatives to what happened I feel like fed the overreaction and the use and the exploitation of it by the Republicans to go back on their word of contesting the electoral votes, by the Democrats to now label us all domestic terrorists, for them to then impeach President Trump. I think that that it's not just um, the Democrats that have exploited this for power, but I think that there was, it, I think it was planned, what you're talking about, and I think that many Republicans and conservatives took the bait. Even people who came at me were like, how could dare you say that this is okay? Well, I'm not saying violence is okay, but I, other than the woman being shot, Megan Barth, and you were there, what, did this really rise to the level of anything that we saw on the streets of America for seven months at the hands of BLM and Antifa? I mean, I, I, had, I had top conservative people saying that they were hysterical and yelling for the first time on their shows because guys put their foot up, their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I say there's, I say that, that if you're more concerned by that happening in the Capitol than the takeover of our government by Marxism, you're the problem. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I, the hand ringers are uh, way too, uh, they're, they're far too many hand ringers. Um, why were they not wringing their hands when BLM did $3 billion of damage? And we were told at the time that they weren't riots during these mm-hmm. damage, during the damage. We were told that they were peaceful protests. If you look at the crowd of 500,000 people, you have about 499,900 uh, people that were literally peacefully protesting. If we cannot peacefully protest, then we've lost our First Amendment, mm-hmm. period. Um, now dissent is unpatriotic. It's no longer patriotic. You know, I posted something on my personal Facebook page. I was at the inauguration four years ago. I was walking down DuPont Circle. At the time, I had encountered a group of Antifa and their funders who were um, walking with grocery carts full of French pastries. Um, And they told me that they were going to feed the needy down at the protest. What a joke. Mm -hmm. Um, The the left is very well funded. Um, Everyone, ask your hand-wringing conservative friends or listeners, um, do they know the name John Earl Sullivan? If they don't, then shame on them. Oh, I've talked about him many times. Yeah, I talked about him many times on this show. And that's correct. And that is an insurgent. He is a leftist insurgent. We were told by the FBI that the Antifa wasn't coordinated. We were told by Jerry Nadler that Antifa was a myth. Um, now we have the myth blowing up Portland and blowing up Seattle and planning counter protests, um, or excuse me, riots. 
um, and they're called protests. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, maybe and, and, they yeah. should be hand wringing. Maybe they should be instead of being couch referees. Um, they should start paying attention to their own backyard. So to answer your second question um, at the top, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. Um, You have to take your eyes away from D.C. That's number one, because the swamp is actually in your own backyard. It is in your school boards. It is in your local city council. If you don't know every single name of the person on your city council or every single name of the commissioner in your, in your state, shame on you. You should, because that is where tyranny takes hold. Um, we, time and time again, um, we wonder, you know, what can we do? Well, what we can do is start cleaning up your own backyard. And you can start actually, um, being, instead of, you know, working 24-7, and shuffling your kids off to an indoctrination camp, otherwise known as school, um, pay attention to your city council. Instead of paying attention, instead of shopping on Amazon, pay attention to your city council. Find out what's happening in your own backyard and be the change there. Mm-hmm. And then you can start changing. If you change the, if you change it from the ground up, you can change it from the top down. Yeah, half the half the conservatives don't even vote when they do. It's just for a presidential election, and most of the time they don't even vote on midterms, let alone on the lower races, let alone then get involved. And of course, in California, it's even harder because uh, the Republican Party, who I blame, you know, I'm I am angry at the Republican Party at every at every level than I am, including the consultancy quote consultancy class. Uh, than I am at the Democrats because, you know, we know what we're supposed to expect from the Democrats and the Republicans are supposed to oppose them and be the opposition party and actually push against it. Um, But the Republicans did a deal here. They did jungle primaries. Um, They've allowed that judges can run for office without declaring what party they're from. I mean, you can't you can't even look at, at the booklet to go and vote with any clarity as to who they are. You have to literally start Googling the candidates and do your own research. But you know what? We've got to do it. You came on the show back during these whole shutdowns and you said, you know what, how many of you even know who the sheriff is? Because they're the ones that are, that are enforcing the tyranny out there and we've got to get involved. Last question for you before I have to let you go. The raging debate is third party or revitalizing the and fixing the GOP. Your thought? The restoration of the GOP. There's 75 million people that would easily go back into the GOP if the GOP actually acted in a manner that Trump was advocating for, which means America first. And when you fight, you fight like hell. Well, but we're not seeing that. We're seeing it from Marjorie Taylor Greene. She did file her impeachment uh, article today against Joe Biden. I don't know what the specifics are, and I will tell you I don't care. I don't care that it's, oh, oh, we can't have that. You know, impeachment is supposed to be somber. It's not supposed to be partisan. Well, you know what it is. And there's a game being played, and either we're going to get in it and win it or get out of the way. And the G, we've got a couple of key tests going on for the GOP that are going to tell us whether or not they can be revitalized or not, in my opinion. One is whether or not they're going to support the impeachment that will go forward against uh, no longer even in office President Trump. And the other one is will they support Marjorie Taylor Greene and her impeachment against Joe Biden? If they're not willing to fight and either fight against the impeachment of Trump and fight for her impeachment, then I think that we can forget, uh, you know, um, revitalizing the GOP. Am I wrong? No, they're not necessarily wrong, but this also comes back down to your local elected officials. You also Mm -hmm. have to understand in California, for example, Orange County has 
um, the Orange County Republican Board, so to speak. It's a, it's a committee, and you're elected, and you represent, you know, your certain area. And so you can change the GOP from within. We did it in Orange County years and years and years ago, and we flipped a local county election in Irvine. We made it Republican majority after it was 25 years Democrat majority. And we did so by not only taking to the streets and getting behind candidates and being loud, we actually infiltrated the local GOP committees and we made differences in those committees because they have voting rights and they have the, the ear of the national GOP. So again, it starts local. We need to stop worrying about what Margie Taylor Greene is doing in Atlanta uh, on behalf of her constituents in Georgia. We have to pay attention to what's going on in our own backyard. Gotcha. Joe Biden is not going to be impeached. Kamala Harris is president. Let's just, you know, accept that for the fact. He has absolutely no idea what the hell he is signing. Um, everyone else has written it for him. All the leftist, radical Marxist groups that see everything through race. They are the true racist. Mm-hmm. The left is the true racist. That is who's writing these policies. He's simply just a placeholder for Kamala Harris. Yeah, I'm, I, I say three months. Three months and he's, yeah. and he's out. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. I, I place a bet on that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad you're safe. You're welcome. And you yes, know, you, you 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 actually witnessed an incredibly important moment in history, not because yes. of of its level of violence, but the way that it has been maximized uh, for uh, political gain, um, particularly on the part of the left. And um, and and you're so yeah, the right. The only violence that was there was a Trump supporter got shot point blank range through a door with policemen behind her. And so everybody that was behind her was actually in the um, in the range of a bullet. Okay, yeah. so that was the only violence, other than Pelosi's laptop being taken and some guy with horns sitting at the at, or standing at the podium, yeah. um, who was a QAnon freak. So <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry, but th- th- I don't call this a riot. Okay? Right. No, I'm with you I, I there. Call it a riot. I'm with you there. And I lost a lot of followers because I refused to say it because I refused to denounce it. And that meant that I was no better than the Democrats and the Black Lives Matter right. and the Antifa. Yeah. And that's okay. the kind yeah, of roll over. Yeah. That's why I'm on your show because you don't roll over. Thank you. And that's why I have you here. Thank you for all you do. You take care. You're welcome. Thanks, and Andrea. Y- y'all need to sign up for her weekly newsletter. Go to ReaganBabe.com. It will come to you on Saturdays, catch you up on everything that you need to know, and follow her everywhere that you can. Megan Barth, Reagan Babe. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. we got more to talk about. i got to tell you guys what happened to the National Guard post-installation. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Something else that happened that was uh, kind of disturbing and concerning on Joe Biden's day one is that uh, the Twitter page for the U.S. ambassador to Israel was um, initially said, uh, U.S. ambassador to Israel, the West Bank and Gaza. 
from I, I had read about that. Yeah, yeah, from U.S. ambassador to Israel, they added the West Bank and Gaza. Um, there's no there is no nation state known as the West Bank. There's no nation state known as Ga- uh, known as Gaza. Um, <laughs> It's almost a slap in the face of the work that President Trump achieved. Well, and, and it also denotes the the mindset. This is the Democrats. You know, I, I don't understand, understand how any Jewish American could vote for a Democrat. President Trump was the, for I don't know how many administrations, they had promised to move the embassy to, to Jerusalem and didn't do it. President Trump did. He's the greatest ally uh, to our, our greatest ally, which is Israel, the greatest, not only the most pro-life president we've ever had, the most pro-Israel president we have ever had. And you look at what he did with his policies that promoted peace in, in the Middle East and around the world. Have, have we not been safer under President Trump for four years? From the Abraham Accords? From his, his, I, I'm old enough to remember when he was coming in office and we can't have him. He's a crazy man. He's going to get us into World War III immediately. Let me he, count the wars. He, how could hmm. he have, how could he have the nuclear codes? He's going to get us into war with, with, uh, North Korea and, and on and on and on. Well, you know what? No, he's kept us safer. He got us out. He did a troop withdrawal from Iraq. Look at, he, he took out Soleimani, which was the man that was most responsible from Iran, who was the number one state sponsor of terror and killed more U.S. soldiers over in the Middle East in the Iraq and Afghanistan war than anybody else. It was Soleimani behind it. Obama wouldn't take him out. It was Trump who did it. And he met with the North Korean leader. Absolutely. So guess what? One of the things Mike Pence said yesterday that he was most proud of with the Trump administration was that for the first time in three or four administrations, the United States did not launch a war putting our men and women who are volunteers, did not put them in harm's way. In fact, he did a troop withdrawal in in Iraq and Afghanistan. And you know what? We're not worse off. In fact, early in his administration, he dealt with Afghanistan. Remember, he dropped the Moab, the mother of all bombs. Well, guess what happened today? Reports are that because of some explosion somewhere in Iraq, uh, the Biden administration is now saying that they're going to up the number of troops over in Iraq. Big surprise. Yeah. At the same time, coming out of the Capitol today, um, you know, yesterday there was um, the mo- some of the most disturbing images. The left is trying to characterize it as something different than what it was. Um, we even had the balcony scene yesterday. I mean, it was straight out of Banana Republic. We had Jill and Joe Biden on a balcony uh, looking down on streets lined not with citizens, uh, but with the military. We saw images of them, unlike President Trump, who talked about the beautiful images of him in a motorcade seeing the American people lining the streets with flags. We yeah, I was saw, thinking about this yesterday, Andrea. Optics is everything. Yes, and we saw we saw with the Biden administration streets lined with the military. So guess what happened today? What? Uh, and I quote: Yesterday, this is from a military source. Um, uh, ben John, Benny Johnson is tweeting this out. Yesterday, dozens of senators and congressmen walked down our lines, taking photos, shaking your hands, and thanking us for our service. Within 24 hours, they had no further use for us, and they banished us to a parking garage. The National Guardsmen, it was bad enough that they were having to sleep on the floor of the Senate cafeteria. Um, but now, post the installation, after they were used, um, they've now been living in a parking garage. And you know it's freezing cold in D.C. right now. This is the National Guards. These are like reserve troops, right? Um, 
one one bathroom for all 5,000 or so troops in this parking garage, sleeping on the floor, one bathroom and one outlet. So, of course, they feel betrayed. So this is the military. Now, let me remind you, flashback, wind back yesterday, wind back to Wednesday. Remember um, the, the big ceremony? I said, what's with this Arlington ceremony? Oh, he's got a, we got a new commander in chief that supposedly loves the military. Because you remember the lie that was told that Trump had, um, you know, criticized and called the military a bunch of losers and, and all that, which was complete, un- complete, un- uh, you know, fabricated, manufactured lies. This is the reality that it's the Democrat Party. And I don't know how many, I don't know how many draft, um, you know, um, dodges, you know, Biden went through to, to avoid, you know, the Vietnam War. Um, that aside, uh, this is the reality of the Democrats. This is how they treat our military. I, I, I shudder to think at what now is going to happen to the Veterans Administration in response to their military care. To Trump their did so much for the veterans in the military. Yeah, he did. And now, now we've, got, we've got an amp up of military over into Iraq. We should have never been to Iraq in the first place. I worked on a documentary that I initially wanted called Baking Apple Pies because you know we were taken into Iraq by George W. Bush, who's a Democrat – should have never run pretending he was conservatives, got us over to there, supposedly under the guise of weapons of mass destruction, and I never believed it. I said, he's taking us over there under the guise of that, that they hate us because they've just never had a chance to experience the greatness of America, hence my term, baking apple pie. So we're going to go over there, and we're going we're gonna to put our, our men and women in harm's way and take out Saddam Hussein, and we're going to bake apple pies. We're going to build schools. We're going to build infrastructures. We're going to hand out candies to kids. And they'll love us. And they're going to love us. And then they won't want to tear down our buildings anymore because you know what? George W. Bush never understood the enemy. He was behind the big, you know, um, let's have the not, the secular after 9-11. He, he was one of the first to push that Islam is a religion of peace and we're going to have religious ceremonies with imams there i'm not saying every muslim is a terrorist but every terrorist who took down those planes was islamic and it was george w bush who brought in all these refugees well let me tell you what's what was also one of the first things that biden did on day one he ended the travel ban from muslim countries so here we are we haven't even had a chance to talk about coronavirus because when you look at the um, the all his executive orders so far, from the Keystone Pipeline, the construction of the wall executive order to stop that, what he's done to uh, women with that executive order, and then now with the military, what does one of those things have in common? Maybe not the women, but think about this. Think about we're going to end the travel ban from Muslim countries. We're going to shut down the construction of the border wall at a time and, and, and open up our borders at a time in which they've still got to shut down and you can't operate your business because of, of a pandemic and a coronavirus. So let's bring in people from from all around the world. Right, potato skins? Yeah. And you have that caravan from the south coming up and yeah. we'll welcome them with open arms. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to we're going to update you on fraud Fauci. He was so happy to be back at the microphones today. I haven't seen anybody that giddy being on camera since Kim Kardashian. Stay tuned. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. So, Fraud Fauci was back today. No, he didn't talk anything at all about immunity and what you can do to boost your immune system. Um, uh, nor did he answer any questions, apparently, as to what happened to the flu. And Fauci is a small man, so he's yeah. going to wear one of those uh, tiny helmets they serve ice cream in. So, yeah, he's a tiny man. One of the things that he said uh, today, uh, I actually didn't listen to his entire speech, but, uh, you know, I guess he admitted today uh, that he did a lot of, quote, guessing and I'm quoting when he was a part of the Trump administration. Guessing? That's what you want to do with a pandemic. Just guess. That's what you want to do when you are recommending a shutdown of a $3 trillion economy. I guess it's easy to just use guesswork and laugh it off. Kind of like Obama with his shovel-ready jobs to laugh it off when you're not the one like Puesto. We just had a, a restaurant chain here in San Diego lay off 650 people. When it's not your small business that you're now still on the hook for all these loans that you took out uh, you know, to, to, to launch your business. When, you're, when, it, when it's not you having to wait for two hours in a food line, I guess it's okay. Huh, Fauci? Fauci also uh, reportedly has said that infections might be plateauing. Oh, gee. Who, who saw that coming? Maybe that's going to be the justification for the fact that we were told we wouldn't have a new normal until everybody got vaccinated, right, so we could get to herd immunity. Well, guess what What was also a part of the plan today? They've now rejoined the w, uh, World Health Organization, the WHO, and some subgroup or whatever that now involves the vaccine rollout to go to third world countries. So much. This is what you get with, with when you... When you kick Make America Great Again or America First to the curb, now the vaccine that you think that you, you've been waiting on before you were felt safe to leave your house or, you know, go about and, and resume any kind of normal. If you've been sitting at home panicked, you were going to get it. Um, wait, good luck in getting that vaccine. Because uh, they're going to be giving it to third world countries first. And then, of course, they're also going to give it to certain people of color. Uh, right now, I guess, at Petco Park, um, they're saying only for healthcare workers and people that are 75 and above. Uh, you know, what took them so long to get to that, uh, you know, point to which they, they realize that. Um, Fauci did admit CNN had been teasing out all day in advance of his speech that there had been no vaccination role plans, rollout plan. And what they didn't expect was Fauci came out and contradicted them and said, yes, we we had a plan because what they didn't what they didn't understand was this man is really all about ego. Okay, so he was going to contradict CNN today by saying, yes, there was a plan, a rollout plan by the federal government, because, oh, by the way, he was a part of the plan. So if they really thought that Fauci was going to come out today and completely kick Trump to the curb, they were mistaken because that would involve him kicking himself to the curb. And who Fauci cares most about is not any of you out there. He doesn't give a crap about you and your health. He doesn't care about you and your business. He doesn't care if your kid is suicidal because he's been stuck at home. He doesn't care about anybody but himself and his ego. And one of the biggest mistakes that Trump made was keeping Mike Pence in charge of the coronavirus task force because he kept Fauci and he kept Burks in the mix. And oh, by the way, a very little known reported story yesterday was that the attorney general who marched to the tune of Fauci's drum and pushed masks and pushed and pushed six um, six foot distancing and pushed all the shutdowns was let go by the by the Biden administration yesterday. Take care of yourself. Boost your own immunity. I use balance in nature. 
Take care of yourself. Peace out.